What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Roll for Persuasion, your weekly interview podcast where I chat with creatives and entrepreneurs in the Dungeons and Dragons, tabletop gaming, general nerdum fun stuff space. Always fun to bring you guys a very cool guest. We've got another one of them for you today, and we'll get to him in just a moment. Let's knock out some business, though. As I always like to talk about, it's great if you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. If that's your thing, you can leave us a review or your podcast app of choice. We appreciate those reviews and the support. You can follow the show at Roll Persuasion on social media, Instagram and Twitter. Always like chatting with you guys there. So if you want to reach out, please feel free to. You can email the show, Andrew at RollForPersuasion.com. And of course, the show is brought to you each and every week by very special sponsors. We have one of our returning sponsors today, Talon and Claw. You guys know them because I mostly talk about the cool custom wood dice vaults and DM screens that they make. They make really awesome stuff. But right now, they are doing their pre-order for their very special all-wood dice. And these things are just ridiculous looking. I am so pumped. The pre-order started today as of the recording of this show, but it's gone for another oh, three-ish weeks by the time you hear it. So make sure you go to Talon and Claw, check them out. They've got uh, this crazy die. It's called the Basilisk. It is all green. It is funky as hell. These solid wood dice. So if you are like me and you are someone who loves dice and you want to support your dice habit and support the show, make sure you check them out. Go to shoptalonclaw.com to get that pre-order in. They'll be shipping uh, this summer. And they're really awesome looking. They're a great group in the community. They do a lot of work in the D&D community and they are a small business, which is great to support right now and really anytime. So make sure you check them out, shoptalonclaw.com. And now without any further ado, very excited for my guest today. Makes just some really, really cool stuff that you kind of have to see to believe. Griffin, what's going on, man? Hey, nice to be here, Andrew. So for people who might not know who Griffin McCauley is, give us uh, give us Griffin in a nutshell, if you will. Um, <laughs> Griffin is a uh, professional designer, uh, both graphic and print and digital and experience uh, turned illustrator and D&D item creator enthusiast. So I make items every day for D&D. And that's the thing, right? It's when, when you say item creator enthusiast, you're not just saying like, oh, on the side, you know, I kind of every now and then I make a cool sword every day. You are putting out <laughs> these really awesome custom items that are fully specced, fully illustrated. You're sharing them on your Instagram where you have over 50,000 followers, your subreddit where you've got like 13,000. How long have you been putting these things out for? Uh, a year and coming up on like five months. It's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm at uh, 460 something items, I think, right now, which is pretty crazy. That's about 460 more items than I have ever made. So <laughs> you're doing you're doing a lot, and and so you do it under the name uh, the Griffin Saddlebag. Very yeah. very cleverly named. Props to you. Thank you. Um, and so if people want to go see, we'll put a link in the show notes you, on Instagram. You're the underscore Griffin's underscore Saddlebag. And that's where you primarily put out content, right? That and your Patreon. Yeah. So, so, so Griffin in, in this instance is spelled differently than my first name. Um, my first name is spelled the same way as like Magic the Gathering. But in this case, because this is for, for fifth edition, I, it's, it, it's spelled with an O instead to, to, match, to match the game. But yeah, my, my, I have like a, a bit of a weird schedule with it. It's, uh, I, I start things out and uh, post things on Reddit where they're kind of in a review process for four days. And then after that, I like four and, and now uh, weekdays, 
And, uh, and then after that, they kind of go everywhere. Right. And that, that extra, that extra time gives me, um, breathing space to make sure that everything is in fact balanced and makes sense. And as well, like well worded, you know, after a few days, somebody might come in a little bit late to it and say, Hey, question about this. And that'll like change how you want to like format a paragraph or that kind of thing to make things more clear. But yeah. And then, and then, yeah. So, so from Reddit, it goes to Instagram, Patreon, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, and Facebook now. It's pretty crazy. And, and when I, and when I say to people that these are like fully illustrated, you really need to go check out his, uh, his Instagram. Cause these are just beautiful, like just really, really fantastic looking, um, artwork that you've done to go along with these. And, and I think as, as a player of D and D, one of my favorite things about the game is magical items. And I'll be honest that like, it's one of the things too, that I found at least from the official source books feels fairly limited. Like it feels like, oh, this is a whole magical world. Why do I only have, you know, this many things to pick from and why are they all primarily weapons or like stat focused things? Right. And so you, you've done all these like really creative things that some of them obviously are weapons and are armor, but they're also, you know, lifestyle type things in, in my opinion that like impact uh, RP and different interaction in the game. So what was your kind of inspiration to, to start making these? Um, kind of, kind of similar from where you're coming from. Uh, it felt really limited. I, you know, all, so many of the weapons are swords in the official content. And that's just like such a subsection of, of players, you know, like very few axes, no flails or anything. Um, a handful of maces, like no, no blow guns or anything. Uh, they, they have this like whole list of really interesting item, like kind of potential in the game. Yeah. And they don't really explore it all that well. I, so I got started because um, I was in a, I was in a pretty um, creatively dead job. Uh, I was working from home and my company didn't use me very well. So I had, I had some extra free time to kick around and all this kind of extra pent up creative, creative juice. And I had a, I had a, I had my old DM come over and, and we, we just, we were just hanging out having fun. And I turned to him and I said, you want to just like make magic items <laughs> and 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 from that conversation i had i had a, a few pieces of scrap paper and and like some some like rough ideas of mechanics and and like loose illustrations and sketches and they sat on my desk for like for three or four months maybe even longer and just it was one of those days where i just felt so so bored <laughs> And like, just it's un, underused, sure, you know, like yeah. my, like my, my brain wasn't turning. I right, wasn't making yeah. anything that made me feel fulfilled. And I just, I started making them and I had so much fun. I posted them to, to Reddit and loved kind of like the, the feedback that I got from it and, and working on balancing mechanics and getting things like written properly and like, uh, and like following fifth edition standards. And, and after that, I just, I started just doing them. At first, like every couple days and then every other day and then every day, my, my partner, she, uh, she saw how much fun I was having with it. And she suggested that I start a 365 project on Instagram for it. And she said, you know, and you know, after, after maybe six months or something like that, people might want to throw some, you know, throw some money at you and you can start a Patreon for it. At that point I was like, oh, you know, that'd be like a really good opportunity to, to practice illustration and like get kind of like all this pent up creative, creative energy out. And at the end of a year, I can make a book and then I'll be an author, <laughs> you know, and then that, right, that, yeah. that author has like sparkles all around it. And so I was really excited about that. 
but the, uh, the, the, the community on Reddit was really supportive and really enthusiastic about, about, about my enthusiasm. Um, and I, I had so much fun, like kind of working with them every single day, like, like seven days a week, uh, making these things, you know, I, I'd put something out, I'd, I'd work on it like the day before I, I'd finesse it in the morning and I'd put it out and then kind of throughout the day, I'd check back and review it and, and work on it. And, um, and within a month, people were asking if, if I had a Patreon, which was like sure, yeah. vastly accelerated than anything that I was expecting. It's gotta, it's gotta feel pretty great when people come to you and they're like, Hey, do you have a way for me to give you money? It, it was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. I got, I got more than a couple messages about it on Reddit and I was like, are seriously like, I've been doing this for like maybe 30 days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, it was, it was very strange, but it was like, it was very heartwarming and it was immediately gratifying just like it, it it started filling up that that kind of like that void of you know creative just lacking creative energy that that i had and i mean it was actually pretty fortunate i uh, i wound up losing that job pretty early in the start of 2018 um and like it was it was ugly and it sucked and like the the patreon was like not at a space where i should have like feasibly stopped but really i'm kind of grateful for it that was like just over a year ago now that was at the uh, the end of february last year and but it, it really put me in like a, a put up or shut up sure kind yeah. of kind of position you know i i had to i had to decide then and there if i was going to give it like everything i had um and i thought that i could do it and 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 my partner was really supportive of me she was great and, and has been ever since and has has believed in me every step of the way which is which is huge so yeah I, the the <laughs> The easy thing was getting started. The hard part is is not stopping. Oh yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so so it is it is your full time thing now, essentially making oh, yeah. magic items. How crazy is that? It's pretty wild. I, I'm I'm very lucky to be doing what I'm doing. Um, I mean, I'm only able to do it because there are so many people around the planet who who feel kind of like you. You know, it's like that that treasure is always exciting. It has the potential to completely change how a character interacts with the world that they're put in, how the, how they grow, how they, you know, how they behave or play. A lot of people are really excited about it. And, and we kind of built up this community around it and it just kind of self-perpetuates. I love what I get to do and I'm very grateful to be able to. So D and D in particular, when did you get into playing the game and, and, and really then letting that grow into you know, kind of these, these artistic endeavors, what kind of drew you to the game initially? Uh, <laughs> I was in a, a pretty lousy relationship in uh, 2000, I want to say 15. And I was up late um, at night, just kind of scrolling through my phone. And I, I was, I was on Twitch. Uh, I, I've, I've been pretty big on Twitch for, for the past five years. Just like, I, I love that as a service. I think it's great. And um, I, I saw Critical Role, season one, episode 13 was live at the time. So it was like right at the right, start of yeah. it. And I was like, why, why are there a thousand viewers watching D&D right now? So I clicked on it and I, I was immediately hooked. I stayed up until like, what was it? it was probably like two, two or three in the morning, my time. And I was just immediately, immediately hooked on it and like immediately reached out to all of my friends who I thought would be interested and said, Hey, I really want to play D and D like this seems like the kind of thing that would be a lot of fun. And we all like funny enough, you know, several of them were thinking about the same thing. I just had, had kind of come to the same conclusion in their own ways. It was fairly serendipitous, honestly. And we just started playing 
And that was, you know, several years before, before anything from the Saddleback happened. But D&D was like a, a fairly important part of my week, you know, every week or two weeks or, you know, however scheduled work until then. That's pretty cool. And that's, I mean, you know, as a, as a fellow Critical Role fan, that's a pretty uh, a perfect time to come in at that point in their campaign because yeah. no spoilers to people who haven't watched, but I'm pretty sure that's right around the time they're probably finishing up like the Underdark. So there was probably like, it was, it was a probably episode 13 really show my geek 13 was kind of like they were they were oh oh it was um they were rescuing kima yeah yeah so it was right before clarota betrays them and all that yeah. all that fun stuff so kind of a perfect uh diving in episode you could have come in on a shopping episode and then just <laughs> you know D would have never happened and we wouldn't be here um right. so that's pretty that's pretty cool so uh, of course you've been doing this for you know a little over a year on uh on instagram and whatnot as far as like putting these items out every day and you mentioned um, a second ago that one of the goals early on was, oh, I'll do a book. And here you are doing a book. And not only are you doing a book, but you are doing a book that people have given you almost half a million dollars <laughs> to make. That's pretty surreal. Yeah. Do you, do you pinch yeah. yourself every morning when you check Kickstarter? <laughs> I, I'm, about, I'm about there. The, the amount of enthusiasm and support has been overwhelming, and I'm so grateful for it. I mean, like, not only do I get to do this every day for a living, but like people really care and they fly and they, they respond to it. And, and I'm so grateful that people get to take these items with them on, on their adventures and their stories. And they kind of take a piece of me along with them. And I think that's just so rewarding. And, and now with, with the Kickstarter and the book reaching so many more people and, I think I'm, I'm all that I'm excited about is all these people getting to, to experience these items too, and, you know, reach that, reach that new audience and, and be a part of that many more stories. I think that's huge. And that, that's, that's really what makes me excited. Yeah. I'm in a very special place and it's pretty crazy. I'm living in a very, in a very cool parallel universe. And, you know, speaking of critical role, a couple of weeks, weeks ago, you actually, uh, sponsored one of their episodes. And so they're talking about yeah. your stuff. They're holding the special bag that you're making as kind of a Kickstarter, uh, back a reward. Um, was that a surreal moment? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like here's the thing that got me into this game, essentially kind of got you into what you're doing now. And yeah. now you, now they're talking about you, you know, in front of all these people. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was, um, a culmination of a lot of feelings. <laughs> I, uh, all, all the we, feels. Um, yeah, a lot of feels, man. Like, uh, especially, especially when they were talking about, you know, that, that some of them had been like following me online and, and really liked the work, you know, and, and that, and that they, um, not, not only did they just like, you know, do a bit, they, they said, you know, we support this and we think you should too. And that, that was pretty magical. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's super cool. So, so, I'm going to ask you a question. Feel free to, to not answer. Sure. Um, because I, I think that creatives and entrepreneurs, we have a tendency when we have success to, to default to humility, which is good. And it's a good thing to do. But I think sometimes we can undercut the, the work that we've done, uh, the work that you've done, getting to where you are. Um, I, I think lots of times people will be like, oh, I never expected this. But in reality, I think a lot of people, especially the very successful people, have kind of mapped out, okay, this is where I want to be. I'm going to take advantage of opportunities as they come, but I'm, while I'm excited and, you know, 
blown away by what's happening. I'm also not necessarily surprised because I know, know all the work that I put in to get here. Did you have any yeah. of those feelings kind of like going into to the book that you've kind of like had your shit together and you really kind of expected it to, to be successful? Maybe not the numbers you're at now, but um, I can't imagine that you went into it just going, oh, well, I hope this works. I'm going to try a book. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. And, and, and you, you phrased it well. Um, I work really hard. <laughs> Anywhere from a, from a 60 to 80 hour work week is, is very usual for me. It's very common. And, you know, that, that's, that's making the content, that's writing it, that's interacting with the community and balancing it and, and getting all the stuff behind the scenes ready. And like right now, I'm also like designing the book and getting all that ready in order and talking to manufacturers. A lot of stuff, you know, to juggle. But I, uh, I, I kind of have, I have a few, uh, what's the word? Like I have a few, I have a few creators or people on the internet that I, that I kind of modeled parts, parts of what I do on namely, like, uh, I guess probably, probably the, the most directly is, is uh co carnage on Twitch. I mean, shout out to co. I mean, he's like, so he's like so colossally bigger than I am, but like, you know, and, 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 and very different spheres, but he is, um, just a very kind hearted person and and spend so much time just being a genuine human being despite having you know like tens of thousands of viewers just on the internet talking about anything and has really like he he also was um a, a daily content creator for 2000 days straight he streamed every day and was just excited and and happy to be doing it every day and that's just i think that's honorable and beautiful and like that i think that really shows commitment and and love for what you do and yeah i knew that you know especially since i was doing a 365 and i was loving what i did i i thought that you know because because i got so much enjoyment and enjoy out of out of what he was doing that i kind of wanted to, sh to share that you know and how i could so so and i i knew how hard he worked and i was ready for it and like i said i mean i was in like a i was in a a put up or shut up moment especially when i lost my job so i gave it I, I gave it 200%. I did everything. So I, I, I know how hard I worked and, or how, how hard I work. And I am grateful for the support. I'm, I am, I don't want to say I'm surprised, but that doesn't in any way belittle like how, how incredible it is to me and how, and how generous I think everybody is and how wonderful it is. I think it's really beautiful for people to kind of recognize the hard work and, and want to support it. Yeah, because I, I think lots of times uh, for content consumers, like from the outside looking in, it can, you know, they only see the book coming out and, you know, number of followers and, you know, product placement on CR or whatever it might be. And they don't necessarily think about the the work week and the time it took to get there. And I think that's true for a lot of, you know, you talk to any of the CR cast and they'll, they'll tell you they didn't just, you know, they talk about, oh, we were playing our Twitch, we were playing our game, we put it on Twitch and suddenly people loved it. But they put in all this time and effort into their own careers and developing um, their skills as actors and performers that then put them in the position to take advantage of that. And, and I think that, I, th I don't know, I think it's important for those of us who consume content to be aware and appreciate the amount of effort and time that goes into to getting the people that we follow where they are. Because um, it's not like you just woke up and we're like, oh, I'm going to make a magic whip and, uh, and people will love it and, and then I'll, you know, blow up the internet. There, there's a lot of work and time involved, and, and I think that's important to recognize and can be an encouragement and kind of a, a pathway for other people. Like you were saying, you look to other people 
other, you know, content creators or you know people on Twitch or whatnot, maybe to emulate on, on whatever level. And so I think it's good for other people then to see that and be like, okay, cool. This is how I can put hard work in. This is how I can, you know, find joy in what I'm doing and hopefully achieve this goal or get to the place where I want to take this work. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think a large part of it is people appreciating positivity. Sure. Yeah. I, I respond to a lot of people every day and, and I, there are always opportunities for me to, to, to just kind of shut somebody down and say, no, like this is, this is the way it is. And that's, you know, that's it. You know, I always do my best to have like a dialogue and talk and I, it's, there, there's, there's enough toxicity on the internet. <laughs> I think, I think that I, I know, well, I know that I always support people who I think, you know, make, make quality content and are, are beautiful people at heart. And I kind of, I, I wanted to, to do the same thing for the internet too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just very, I'm just really glad that people respond to that too. Yeah. I think that's a great mindset to have, especially in, in a community like the Dungeons and Dragons community that, that is very, I don't know, it's a very, it's a very connected community where people for the most part tend to be like very honest about what's going on with themselves and about what they think and they expect honesty back. Yeah. And so when you show up, you know, genuinely to other people, people show up for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the other thing about D and D and what was, what was very apparent to me in the early days of the saddlebag on Reddit, especially is that people cherish this game and that there is a very serious threat of it getting overly commercialized. So it's always been very, very important to me, like from the get uh, accessibility and making sure that, that people of all different levels of all different, um, like play styles, like what they value, you know, like, like you mentioned earlier, think some things are really mechanical and others are much more based on role play, um, that, that they're all met, you know, and, and why I, you know, don't have anything really exclusive behind Patreon. You get some extra like quality of life stuff, but all the items are available on the internet for free, you know, like including stuff that's in the book, you know, like the book is printed, but you know, if, if you're short on cash, which I know uh, a lot of people are, you know, like, please use the items for free online. Like, absolutely. Like what's, mo what's most important to me is that you have fun. Like it's a beautiful game. It's the world's greatest role-playing game for a reason. And like, man, uh, it would, it would be a real sad day if it cost a lot just to play something fun like that. Absolutely. So when you're, let's go back to like making the actual items, when you're sure. making an item, what comes first, or maybe it's both just kind of pending. Do you think of the mechanics first? Like, oh, you know, I think it'd be really cool to make a cloak that lets you, you know, see the world in the color of rainbows. I, I don't know. Um, or do you draw a cool design and then go, okay, I, this is what this looks like it would be. Um, uh, I always start with either the, either the mechanics or the, or I start thinking about the, the problem that I'm trying to solve. There are certain rules that I have to follow when I'm making items called, and, and that all, that all falls into, into, uh, a document called the, the systems reference document, system reference document, singular. That is like a list of all these like various spells and monsters and, and, you know, classes and things that I, that I can reference and anything that's not in that document I can't talk about. So, which is why you'll never find anything, you know, for an artificer or something like that, because that does not fall within the SRD or why some spells, you know, like acid arrow, for example, is only called acid arrow as opposed to, to, to the sorcerer's name, you know, for, for whom it's named. 
so, so what I'll do sometimes is I'll, I'll kind of like go through my list of things within that document that I can, that I can use and say, oh, you know, this is like a, a kind of underutilized thing or an underappreciated monster or, or like niche rule. Um, how can I kind of expand on this? How can I make this really interesting? How can I make somebody appreciate this? Like uh, either, either, uh, yeah. How, how can I, how can I get somebody to appreciate this frequently over overlooked aspect of the game? Sure. Yeah. Or like, or how can I, how can I shed some light on this character archetype or on this kind of, you know, mode of play? Do you have a particular style or, or type of item that you enjoy doing? Obviously, you know, as I scroll through your feed, there's various weapons, lots of different cool kinds of, you know, arrows. Um, this is, this is going to sound super nerdy, but you do, you do a lot with bags, which is something that I appreciate because I feel like in the game side, everyone's like, get a bag of holding. That's all we need. Let's move on. But you're like, <laughs> th there's a lot of like cool stuff that you introduce in your items that kind of expands, you know, a player's thinking, I think. So is there, is there something in particular that you enjoy making? I, um, if left to my own devices, I, I make weapons <laughs> and that's just because I, I kind of, I like the mix of, um, nitty gritty mechanics, but also the, the kind of just huge variety of like different, different kind of ways that you can illustrate a weapon. Like I, and especially like given, given the, um, the list of items, just like the weapons in the game, right? You know, so many different ways that, that you could present, you know, all these different things. So like, yeah, left my own devices. I'll do that just because I, I like that kind of mix of, of form and function. And, and I like kind of building, building that out. It's very active. Other th but I, I really enjoy, I love making uncommon stuff, but yeah, like these kind of like slice of life or like role play heavy things are, I always go into them kind of like, oh, okay, this, this, this will be or whatever. But then I'm like, oh no, this is awesome. And I, I wind up, some of those are like really my favorites. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh, like the, the catnip amulet, for example, it's just like this like silly little golden and jade amulet that, you know, just like makes you attract stray cats and have an easier time interacting with them it is it is perfect for all those kind of <laughs> you know want to be crazy cat lady characters or cat person characters out there and i think uh, <laughs> and it was so much fun to make these so just like like kind of these these unexpected little little slice of life gems uh, kind of sneak up on me but i i have a lot of fun making them well and i think that's that's fun too because i think that when you go into the game, I, this was my mindset and because that's my experience, I'll pretend that's everybody's, um, <laughs> you, you kind of like magical items are special and mysterious. And when you get one, it's hugely powerful and it, you know, probably in combat. Um, and, and, and what I like about your stuff is it kind of grounds you back as a player in this world of magic where little things like a catnip amulet would exist. Um, or, you know, small trinkets that would imp, you know, a scarf that does something funky. And it really kind of enables a lot in my mind of the role play and interaction and the feeling of existing in the world um, that, that I think brings uh, adventuring parties more together and helps people have more fun at the table. So it's, it's cool that you're making stuff that like, oh, it's magical and it's fun and I get to play with it. But I think it also, when you integrate things like this into your game, it really improves the quality of your game overall. Yeah. And that's, that's the goal. Like I, I'm, Thank you for saying that. I, my, my, my primary goal is just helping people tell more exciting stories, you know, with, with more, with more interesting loot that can either push stories forward, kind of create character progression, um, whether that be, you know, like as, um, 
like for role playing, but also like mechanically, you know, if, if you wanted to play a character that that like in combat would handle a particular way, like, you know, create an item that enables that, you know, even if even if that that class or that that race or something doesn't exist, items can kind of fill some of those smaller niches. And I, I really love that that kind of hyper hyper specificity that, that you can achieve with items. And, and I love being able to provide them at all different kinds of rarities so that so that game masters can choose how they want to like just drop them in um, as as they fit their party. And and a lot of times I'll get game masters asking me, hey, if I wanted to make this rarity lower or higher, what would I do to it? And I, I love working with them just to make sure that they can have fun with this item, regardless of what level that they, they want to bring it in at. And speaking of enabling that for game masters, like going back to your Kickstarter, not only are you doing um, this book that from the, you know, kind of the screen grabs and mock-ups looks really fantastic. And obviously it does, because I assume you're doing all the art. <laughs> you're also offering, you know, cards, like actual item cards that, that mm-hmm. can be handed out to players. You're really, and, and I think even like a digital system, right, where people can go and look up these different items. Am I understanding that correctly from the, uh, from the Kickstarter? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'll touch on the cards first. I reached out to the Deck of Many very early last year in 2019, and kind of started a, started a relationship with them with like kind of converting these items in chronological order into these cards. Um, I have never really been much of, of an item card user, but it was brought to my attention very loudly and immediately afterwards that a lot of people are, um, <laughs> and and I, I I'm I'm very grateful or I'm very glad that that the Deck of Many has been a wonderful partner with me and um has has been on they're they're, not, they're now just my friends you know and and we we really work to help each other out and um in doing so open these doors to a lot of these players that otherwise I wouldn't have known existed you know and and I wouldn't have made content that's accessible to them or that that matched how they play the other thing that you mentioned is is the ledger plus it's the ledger plus because the ledger itself is a um the ledger is a Patreon specific thing for, for patrons of the saddlebag. And that's, it's a compendium. It's a, it's, it's updated daily. It's just a text compendium with um, every item ever made links to all the various files in it and stuff, but you can't really sort or search through it. Like, you know, you, you, you can search cause it's like, it's a, it's a text document essentially, but it's a little bit limited. And I'm working with a developer who's been a fan of the saddlebag and started making this project in his spare time. And, Together, we've been we've been making designs and making a lot of headway on it, and really excited to be able to bring it to people and let them um, search and sort and do all this other kind of stuff. Yeah, because I mean, the book is great, but you know, you can't search it or you can't you can't sort it. You know, in in like tables and cells and stuff, which a lot of people are really into. And again, I, I want to make sure that people can can always access this content if it's you know in a book or on their phone or on a tablet. Um, in whatever way works for them, because a lot of people play online, you know, and I want to make sure that they can do it in kind of the spur of the moment. So the Kickstarter right now has about 14 days to go. When we record this, when this comes out, people will have, I think there will be, but it'll come out next week. The episode will, and there will be listeners about seven days left if you want to go check it out. But for you, obviously, once the Kickstarter ends, there's the production and getting, you know, words made and, and stuff shipped out. There's all of that. Have you thought about what comes next? Like once the dust kind of settles, um, is it just back to the to the daily grind or is there kind of more on the horizon that you've been kind of scheming and planning? 
<laughs> I am looking forward to uh, <laughs> to having a bit more of a simpler day today. Just yeah. sleeping. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got I've got I've got a side project coming up um, later this year. It's a little bit nebulous. That that you know again kind of like plays into. I, I want to. I'm going to be mysterious about it. But it's 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 an interesting take on on a pretty established genre um, for D and D. So I'm I'm excited about it. And this is this is like a, a group thing, and I'm excited to be able to kind of like have this group project and 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 this kind of new foray. But yeah, so I've I've got that that I'm working towards. Other than that, next book is probably going to be in two years, since since year one, which is you know what the first book covers. I've switched to uh, to a five day a week or a five item a week schedule, and on Sundays I release uh, a new um, NPC, a non player character that you know kind of can fit into into like kind of modularly into games um and it has like loot tables specific to, to saddlebag loot and i'm having a lot of fun with it i kind of got in i started doing that for the same reason why i started making items in the first place and that i wanted to be a better illustrator and my character illustrations uh, have always kind of lagged um so i kind of got into it just because i wanted to get better self-improvement and I'm, I'm looking forward to to kind of continuing with that and with 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 the next book it's gonna have you know, two years of, of items and a lot of NPCs, a lot of uh, I'm, I'm adding a lot more settings and some more subclasses and everything. It just it's going to be bigger. And I'm looking forward to being able to take it at a slower pace. The first book was, you know, is it's always been it's always been year one like that. that that's always been the goal for the book. Book two is going to be more of like a when it's ready, you know, like when 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 there's enough stuff and when it's a tome and when I'm happy with it. And it's going to be it's going to be I'm going to be wiser for it it's going to be it's going to be nice <laughs> so nothing nothing immediately like roaring up to me you know after this uh, which i'm very excited about i'm very excited for for a little bit of peace and tranquility after the dust settles but i've got i've got some fun new projects and uh, looking forward to kind of working on more content for for book two eventually that's very exciting. Looking forward to uh, to checking out NPCs in particular. I want to see kind of your take on generating characters. So that should be pretty exciting. So if people want to check out the Instagram, Patreon, wherever, where can people go to see everything you've got going on? They can get everywhere they want to from the griffinsaddlebag.com. Um, remembering that uh, Griffin is G-R-I-F-F-O-N-S. And there are no apostrophes in the internet. So... At least not successfully. I mean, you can try. You can certainly try. Is is the classic? Is the classic game master phrase? Yeah, th- there you go. And we'll uh, we'll definitely put the links to that in the show notes and on Twitter. So make sure you guys go check that out. And of course, you know, each and every week, if you are a supporter of this show's Patreon, that means you get access to the Zone of Truth segment that comes up immediately after our uh, our outro music, and that's brought to you every week by my friends at Smuggler's Coffee. Are you a coffee drinker, Griffin? You know, I'm actually more of a tea guy. But I love coffee. Um, it coffee doesn't love me so much. So a lot of times I'll have like I'll have like a tall glass of milk with like a dash of coffee just because I love that flavor. And that's about as much as I can handle. That's totally fair. Um, well, Smugglers is, is another community member, uh, David Smugglers Coffee in the D&D community. Great art on his bags. He has some artists in the community that he uses to illustrate all of his different coffees. They're all themed to D&D stuff. And as I like to say each and every week, they barrel age their coffee, which I love. Um, so if you are someone who really enjoys the the brandy notes or whiskey notes or rum or, or whatever, he's throwing these beans in these barrels and in this room, he calls it the barrel room. It's where he plays D&D. I want to go there because it's probably the best smelling place in the world. 
um, and just lets these beans soak up all this goodness from the wood and the casks. And then he roasts it right there in Chicago and he ships it out to you wherever you may be. So if you are interested in some delicious coffee, go to store.smugglerscoffee.com, support them, another maker in the community, and thank you to them for supporting the Zone of Truth segment. If you want access to that segment, you can support the show at patreon.com slash persuasion. What we do in that segment is we just talk about something we think of literally right before we start recording. Um, so we've talked with uh, Satine Phoenix, we talked about the Dresden Files, and with Grant Howitt last time, we talked about painting Warhammer miniatures. So uh, I think this week we're going to chat a little bit about Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, it's a, <laughs> a long, long time fandom of mine. And uh, and have has has been an Easter egg in, in multiple items. And you guys can sleep right now uh, on our on our chat. I can see he's got a Charizard on his desk and illustrations of the uh, Charmander uh, Charizard evolution back there. He's pulling out some Venusaurs, Blastoise. You can tell it's a thing. I'm very excited because I never got past kind of the original 100 or whatever. So you're gonna have to educate me on on Pokemon. They're just piling up, guys. So if you want to hear Griffin chat about Pokemon, that's what we're gonna do on the Zone of Truth immediately after the show so thank you guys so much for listening thank you for joining me man it's been fun it's been a pleasure so make sure you guys check out the griffin saddlebag uh there's awesome stuff going on on kickstarter for about another week if you want to support that and get access to the book and add these things to your game if you want to hear us chat about pokemon based on what i'm seeing on the webcam right now there's a lot to chat about then you can support the show patreon.com slash roll for persuasion and access the zone of truth segment um, you can follow the show at Roll Persuasion on Twitter and Instagram, and you can, of course, subscribe to make sure you get each and every week's episode directly on your podcast playing device of choice by subscribing and supporting the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much, my guest, for joining me, Griffin. It's been awesome. We will keep talking in just a minute, and thank you guys for listening each and every week. And until next time, enjoy your games. Enjoy your games.